0: I've just heard that the sugar shacks in the area, the maple syrup manufacturers in my area here in Upper Canada, they're starting to tap the trees now, which is fantastic because that means next month we'll be having fresh maple syrup. The 2024 maple syrup season is about to start. It is so exciting. If you've never experienced it in your life, before someday you must you must go to come to Canada and have maple syrup poured on a snowbank that you can eat with a popsicle stick a wooden stick you can roll it up in the snow and eat maple syrup snow dabbing there's nothing like it this is a show about jewelry why we wear it why it matters how it's made, and what it means. I'm Alex D. and I turn cannabis into gold. I make mind-blowing jewelry in gold, silver, and platinum from cannabis plants here in Canada for stage, screen, for people who want to rock crazy jewelry. I'm the Cannabis goldsmith. Oh, man, maple syrup in Canada is different. Every region in the province of Ontario, my province here, it has different soil, different sun. The trees, the trees grow differently. And uh, here where I am in this area in Upper Canada, there's a lot of limestone. And the maple trees, it produces a different flavor of maple syrup than you would get, say, closer towards Windsor, Uh, Detroit area, the maples down there taste completely different than the maples up here in Upper Canada. And I like to think that our maple trees are better. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, I can't wait. If they're they're tapping trees now, that means like, um, you know, in a few weeks we'll be, oh God, I'm going to have to take a drive up. Last year, I went up to Grampy's Sugar Shack and watch this old dude like load up a double boiler fired with with wood like a wood fired thing it looked like something looked like a inside of a a steam engine in in a train he was just loading this thing up with firewood creating this massive blaze that heated a huge stainless steel tray that evaporated all the maple maple sap down to maple syrup and uh and that's the old way to do it, the old school method. And I went up to his farm. I think I'm going to go to a different farm this year. Um, I have a tendency to want to go back to the same places all the time, or do the same things over again because I know they're consistent and I can trust them. And my whole life, I've I've tried to break myself out of that, I like to try new things or to learn new things or to do different things, and not go to the same place all the time. But I tend to go. Uh, like restaurants, like a lot of people will go back to our favorite restaurants or whatever over and over again because we can trust them and because we have memories of how good they are. So we go back to them. But I think sometimes you gotta you know, all the time you gotta you gotta reach out and push the boundaries and try a different shit. So I think this year I'm gonna try going to a different, maple syrup producer in the area and see how their maple syrup is different from Grampy's, who I went to last year. But Grampy's is amazing. So if you're in the area and you want to have amazing maple syrup, Grampy's Sugar Shack in Ontario. Check it out. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about designing a ring. You know, it's like, if you're getting married, you're about to get married, if you're getting married, it's like, oh honey, can we design our own rings? Um. Here's what you're gonna have to know when you do that. I mean, sure you can. You 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 can imagine it sitting in front of a, a designer like myself or someone else, and you're just describing. Oh, I want it to represent whatever, and then the designer is supposed to understand what that means and then create something for you, like um, no you you're not going to be happy with the results trust me you need to know something about jewelry making before you even before you even go there with designing your own wedding bands or wedding rings or whatever it is you want to do you need to know a bit about jewelry design and why things are done certain ways and then once you've once you know that then you can then you, you and your honey can design it to your heart's content. You can go to a, a jewelry manufacturer, maker, a small local jeweler, and you can describe exactly what you, where you want to go with it. And he'll make it uh, or she'll make it to the exact kind of vibe that you're, you're offering and the description you're offering. So the, the clearer your description of the ring you want to make to your, man, your maker, the better it's going to be. Now, there are some other things you're going to have to think about, too, about designers always want to input their own their own vibe into the piece. You know, it's like, you know, often when I'm interacting with other designers, it's like they want they want to change my design. So I, I don't want them to do that. And often I have to dial them back all the time. You know, it's like, no, no, no. I want it to look this way, not the way you want it to look. So. Here in this episode, we're going to go over some basic stuff in jewelry design as to why rings are designed certain ways and why they're not designed certain ways. And you can, of course, everything is fluid here. You can, you can break the rules or break the traditions of the way things are done, but there may be, there may be unfortunate consequences uh, when you do that with your jewelry. It might break the stones might fall out um, this kind of stuff right you don't want to deal with that so it's best to understand what rings are about before you even start designing so here we go what is a ring well a ring is something that fits around your finger and you wear it now you can wear it all the time never take it off Like, I have bands that I never take off on my finger. Two simple bands. I have a platinum band and a 22-karat gold band. And the reason why I wear them is I, I first put them on because... I want, I, I want to be able to show people what different metals look like. So I, I generally, I wear three rings. I wear a silver, a platinum, and a gold ring. So if I'm talking to somebody about a design of a ring, I can say, okay, here's what platinum looks like compared to silver. And I can pull the rings off and show them. And this is, you know, and they're all the same size. So they can compare the weights and that kind of stuff. And because the, the metal's way different. This is one thing to keep in mind. So the metal's way different in jewelry design platinum is heavy heavy gold the purer the gold is the heavier it gets and then silver is generally all one purity and now for something like a wedding band you'll want something better than silver i think you'll want gold and the reason you want gold is one it's worth more it's more precious so it's your wedding right it's your it's your it's the, ring, it's the ring that you're gonna be wearing all the time. So you want something a little more precious. Also, gold is quite durable. It bends, but it's quite durable. It's not gonna to break too easily. So that's why most people get gold rings made. It's strong, it has value, It looks great right and then you can make the gold in different ways to suit the ring okay what is a ring a ring is something you wear on your finger if it's for a wedding um, if it's for some kind of religious thing or a signet ring something that is incredibly important to you like your dad's signet ring you wear on your pinky finger or something like that I mean you're gonna wear it all the time it has to be able to take that beating every day. I mean, you know, you're bumping your hands into stuff all day long. You're oh, you're you're reaching into a bag with keys in there. You're smashing your hands on doors. You know, our bodies are resilient. I mean, they re, they're self repairing for the most part. But jewelry isn't. Jewelry doesn't repair itself. So it has to be designed and has to be strong enough. To deal with a daily wear situation if you're going to be wearing it every day. So when you and your honey are designing your rings, you have to think about that. Okay, we're going to be wearing these every day, every single day, right? From now uh, to forever. And the, the the ring has to be able to take that. So wedding bands are really quite simple. They're just a, a ring of metal around your finger. You're, there's no edges really to, to break off. There's, I mean, they can bend and they'll bend naturally on your finger as you wear them over time. You you're just just life will bend them into the shape of your finger, which is kind of cool, I think, for, for jewelry. But a wedding band is just a plain band, and there's nothing to go wrong with it. It's really it's really, if you get it sized right and it fits on the person's finger, it's not going to break. I mean, it won't break unless it's poorly made and a person can wear that for the whole life or the couple can wear that for the whole life. So I would suggest, I would suggest if you're designing rings, think about, the first thing to think about is the bands. This is the easier thing. We're going to get into stones uh, a bit later, but right now, just think of the bands. Now, how, how can you how can you make a simple thing like a band, a ring, just a little ring of metal, look less boring? This is what it boils down to. Well, maybe you want it to look boring. Maybe you just want it to look plain and simple. Just like the ones I have on my finger, it just bands. Basically, there's no design or decoration on them. They're just metal. But the quality of the metal is very high, and you can see it. You can see that a 22 karat gold ring is substantially different looking than a 10 karat gold ring. It's also more expensive, um, but the true color of the gold is apparent. The higher the carat of gold you use, in your ring design. So remember that. So you're making a gold band, a couple of gold bands, you and your honey. Now what, what can you do to make them stand out than other people's gold bands, right? They're your gold bands. They're not someone else's. I mean, you. of course you could go into a jeweler and buy gold bands. Like they're... They mass produce these. They're you know, you know, they sell them by the, the thousand and, and they all look the same. And maybe that's good enough for you. And and that's great. But if you want to design something for yourself, here's here's how to think about it. So you want to make these bands look different than your neighbors. So how do you do that? Well, you hammer them, you put texture into them, into the outside of the band. But the texture you put in, think about it. Think about these rings. You're wearing them your whole life. You're, you know, you're you're uh, opening your front door. Keys are knocking against them. You're, you say, you're gardening with them on or whatever. Or you're, you know, guys are working on their cars or do, doing all kinds of crazy shit with wearing their jewelry, and it's getting it's getting knocked and dinged and binged and with gold what happens gold deforms so it kind of it it doesn't break it'll it'll in this situation it'll dent you get these little micro dents all over it and it develops this patina over time this that life wears into it and i think makes it look more beautiful now other people think that oh no they have to take it to a jeweler and get these things buffed out and shined up but i think it actually makes the ring look better especially in higher carat golds but back to your your wedding bands let's let's um uh, let's work on the texture you know let's make let's make a texture on the outside if you hit gold if you hit a a gold piece of gold with a hammer it'll dent and that's what texturing is about you use different sizes of hammers different little uh, um, patterns engraved into the face of the hammers and you hammer the gold ring, you hammer a little pattern into the gold ring all around. And what it does is it creates interest in the metal. So you can do that. You can use color. You can go to your uh, your jewelry maker and say, okay, uh, I want our wedding bands to look a different color gold. Well, there are different colors of gold you can get. You can get pink gold, you can get black gold, you can get green gold, you can get all these different colors of gold. And how they make this is that they, they, ally, they alloy the gold with different metals. So instead of the usual copper and silver to make an ordinary yellow gold, or even just copper and gold to make a yellow gold, they use these other metals, and it, what it does is it, it, it changes the color of the gold a little bit. And you might you might want different colored wedding bands. I mean, they don't turn, they're not like pink, hot pink or anything, but it just, it has a subtle, it there's a subtle color variation to the gold that differentiates it from other people's bands. So you can consider that. You can say, okay, we're going to make color the gold a little bit different. We're gonna add in texture into the bands maybe. Or we're not gonna add a texture into the bands. We're gonna have just plain bands but a different color of the gold. Now these are, are, there's there's not a lot of knobs to turn here to design a band, right? You've got texture, you've got size, you can make them huge um, or tiny. And then you can um, change the color. So that's what you got to work with, with a simple band. But in that way, Uh, when you're doing it, you can, those three variables can, can create a huge difference in the look of a ring of a wedding band. Now, most people are thinking about also this, the set, you know, they want the, the engagement ring kind of thing to go with the wedding band. So you can bring that texture over onto an engagement ring or the color or the size. I mean, you can bring a heavy engagement ring, or a tiny little thin engagement ring to match with a thin band. Um, that's design, right? Matching, you know, you can make them look the same. But when when you start setting stones, when you start designing with stones, you know, you and your honey, you're thinking about stones. Let's not even think really about diamonds. We're, we're, we're just going to go, generally speaking, about gemstones and why they're set the certain the way they are now with rings you wear every day like an engagement ring Uh, uh, a person will wear an engagement ring every day with a wedding band Um, unless unless you know if they're doing something physical with their hands they'll take they'll take it off that part off but leave the the band on sometimes take band and engagement ring off temporarily while doing gardening or whatever so as not to lose the damn things in the ground or um, uh, or take them off before going swimming which is also a good idea because metal detectorists around the world in the water know that the best place to find gold rings is where people swim in the water so everybody loses rings your fingers shrink the rings fall off so don't don't wear them in in when you go swimming um but most of the time engagement rings are worn all the time and what that means is that they're subject to the same stresses as the wedding band and but there's more to go wrong with them because they have a stone set in them now setting is is a whole thing like i'm i'm designing a ring right now uh, i'm i'm trying to set a sapphire in a design now, sapphires are very hard stones, like diamonds. They're very, very tough gemstones, and they could take a beating, right? But you still have to protect them from being lost or knocked out of the setting. Or they might not chip, but they could crack, right? Like a diamond can... You know how this idea of how some some dude splits a diamond with a like a, uh, like a little steel... Knife and a and a hammer, and he positions it above the diamond, and he hits it, and it splits in two. That 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 can happen if you're wearing, if you're wearing a, an engagement ring, and you and it something strikes the stone at the exact right angle, it can just break, right? So you got to think about all that. you and your honey designing engagement rings for yourselves. There, the stone has to be protected. If the stone is really expensive, you want to protect it. So how do they do that? Well, they get a band, like our wedding band, and then they put this kind of cage-like structure on top of it that holds the stone onto the band. And there, there we have an engagement ring. So the stone is held in this little cage made of gold or platinum to keep it safe and to keep it attached to the band. So think about that now, now that you're a newly minted, Engagement ring designer. So band, cage, stone inside. There you go. Now, with an inter- eternity ring, where you have stones going all the way around, you, this, it's just re- repeated all the way around, right? Little cages all around with stones in them. Now, the the idea is the more expensive the stone, the more you want to hold it down now essentially you could put gold or platinum or or metal all around it to make sure it doesn't go anywhere you, but you'll end up hiding the stone and so there are two forces at play here in the same way that um you know maple syrup needs maple sap it develops in a maple tree when the temperature cycles to minus five to plus five celsius the trees start producing sap. So you need this negative, positive, this yin and yang kind of energy thing happening. And this is the case with setting stones in an engagement ring. You wanna protect the stone from getting lost because it's probably the most expensive part of the ring that you're buying, right? So you don't wanna get lost. But at the same time, you want it to show it off. So that's the yin and yang bit. How do you show it off yet protect it? You put it in a cage, and that's what setting is about. Designing these different kinds of cages to hold the stone in place in a ring safely. And the reason why they use cages is that they want light to to come into the stone because as soon as you start covering up the stone, it gets darker. It gets darker. I mean, the uh, even if it's faceted and cut beautifully, it needs a light to show that off. So that's why they use these little miniature cages to hold the diamonds on on a band to form these engagement rings. And the stone looks like it's held in place kind of delicately there, but it's quite strong, but don't play sports with it, whatever you do, you know, I mean, it's not meant, uh, to be, to be, you know, used in a boxing ring when you're sparring or whatever in it, inside a glove or like, you know, gardening, don't even garden with it. Cause you'll, you'll, you might knock one of the prongs and the stone will be gone. So be careful with these things. They're meant to last, but but don't push it, right? So anyway, you designer love birds who are designing your your engagement rings here. Um, think about protecting the stone and then think about showing the stone off. So these are the criteria that the jeweler, your maker, has to work with. When you say, oh, I want the diamond to be like hell, like, you know. Like, no, you have to think about, okay, you don't want to lose it. You want it there forever right you want it there forever but you want it you want it held by the edges like a window you know windows windows are great because you can see through them but you don't mount them you don't put a full sheet of plywood over them to put them in 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 the wall no they're held by the edges and this is like this is like stones setting in an engagement ring they're held by the edges so the light can shine through so think about that okay so now you've you've got all the basics you've got the basics you have to worry about showing the stone off but keeping it secure you have to worry about the band how can i make my band different than the jones's band texture you can use texture hammer it do something different with the outside of the the shape of the metal and then continue that on to the engagement ring. Setting is a whole, there's a whole other thing and we're gonna be getting into it on this podcast. We're gonna go into it in more detail. But generally speaking, in order to design rings, that's what you need to know. Now, you also need to know about color casting too, because this this is important. If you like yellow gold, gold is really yellow. And if you put a, a clear stone like a diamond or a clear sapphire or cubic zirconia or whatever you put, a clear transparent stone in a yellow setting, the stone turns yellow a bit because it's picking up color casts from the metal itself. Now this can work. You can get yellow diamonds, for example, and if you set them in yellow gold, you're, you enhance the yellow color of the diamonds. It like boosts, it, it gives it that that extra pop right but if you have a clear diamond or a sapphire and you paid you paid for that you paid for it to be extra perfect and clear transparent colorless and you stick it in a setting that's yellow it'll turn yellow and reduce the visible value of the stone so this is this is jewelers worry about this right so how do you do how do you how do you fix that? well, you set it in platinum, which is which is kind of a neutral gray metal that doesn't impact the color of the gemstone is set in or you set it in yellow gold, but the prongs that hold the stone into that band are made in white gold or in gold that's plated with rhodium plate, which makes it very white. And so you don't get the ca- uh, the color cast coming off the, the metal onto the stone. Remember, if you're paying for transparency and colorless, you don't want to add color to it after with the metal. So that's why jewelers mount diamonds in white metals. Uh, unless it's on purpose that they're mounting them to enhance, to add yellow color or to, to enhance a yellow color. So think about that. So here, here we're already at a half hour. You've had a pretty good kind of overview of the general, the levers that jewelers have to work with when designing a ring. We don't have a lot to work with really. And we're working really small. But the thing is, we have variables like the different stones we can use, the different clients we work with. The clients are important. The clients bring shit to to us, right? It's like, oh, you know, I saw this ring once when I was on vacation in Paris, man. It looks like this. Can we do this? Is that, can we, is this doable? Sure, it's doable. Let's, let's see. How can we hold the stone in? What color metal are we going to? How are we going to do the texture on the? Did it have any texture on the outside? See, you can reduce it all down to these simple, these simple levers, and then design a good ring for yourself, for your wedding, and an engagement ring. Now, what if you don't have any ideas at all about this? You know, I would leave it up to the experts. If you don't have, if you don't have any design um, chops. You're just lost with it. If you're just lost with it, well, that's why that's where designers like us come into play because we can sort that out for you. But if you do have some, if you do have an artistic bone in your body and you want to design your own rings, um, it's good to know the basics. Now, I would buy a book, um, I, would, I would have this book anyway at home. It's called Gemstones of the World by Walter Schumann. And it, it's a small but thick uh, hardcover book. Uh, and it's, it's really good. It's, I don't know what edition it's in now. It's, it's had so many editions. Um, but it's good to have at home. And it talks about uh, cutting. It talks about the different gemstones. It shows pictures. So when you're designing your own ring, you can you can leaf through this and look at the gemstones you might want to put in your ring. And you can look at, it tells you about how stones are cut and the different properties of the stones. So you can pick a good stone for your ring that will last a long time. So Gemstones of the World by Walter Schumann. You can get it wherever you get books. It's excellent. Get the, my edition here is quite old, but whatever. Rocks are old, so minerals, gems are old. You can pick them up secondhand, whatever, get one, get one of these books. So ring design, um, you can do it. You can do it. You can design your own wedding bands and engagement rings. Look at color of metal, look at texture of metal. And then the setting, the setting part, look at what kind of stone you want, how safe you want it to be in the setting. Look at all these things. And when you go to a, a jewelry maker and you say, This is what I want, he will understand you or she will understand you perfectly. And you'll be able to communicate better and get the results you want in your ring. So anyway, that this is not even a a design 101 course. It's even before that. It just sort of but it, it'll give you it'll give you a nice overview of of where to go how to start, how to think about it. Anyway, that's it for me. The Cannabis Goldsmith here in Upper Canada, where maple syrup season is about to start. The Cannabis Goldsmith is produced by Tribe Communications, Inc. in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, Canada. You can see what we do at tribe.ca. Send us an email, alexd at Goldsmith. Dot .com Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week on the Cannabis Goldsmith